Today is July 12th. We've got sharp stats and maybe not the best one for the first time. A little Hicksy talk, a little guess the lineup. The Yankees are playing the Reds. Weather willing. Let's talk Yankees. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake, producer BBD in the corner in the DraftKings studios here in Manhattan, New York City, USA. How you doing, Jake? One zero one. No, not giving out the zip. James, smart. Beeper. Everyone live with us. Everyone listening. How you doing? Off day from Yankees baseball. This gets you a little funky as we head towards the All-Star break. How about that? Uh, next Monday through Wednesday. And we're actually going to be at the All-Star game. We're holding an event. If you're uh, if you're a talking Yanks fan in L.A., come through. Usually they're talking baseball crew that comes through. But come through. We love the Yanks. Uh, we're going to be at the Boomtown Brewery. If you don't live out there, you might not know what that is. If you do, you probably do. Uh, and during the All-Star game, we're going to be watching the game there. We're doing a VIP thing beforehand. I think we're down to like 15 tickets left. Um, comes with drink tickets, T-shirt, giveaways, all that sort of stuff. So there's going to be a link in the bio here. So if you're in L.A. or you're going to the All-Star game, come with us. Our whole crew is going to be there. Plouffe, Moylan, Blevins, Winger. Uh, we got ice. Dan Kenobi, the boxing guy, Paxton. BBD. Did you say Joe's? Rumor about Sam. <clears throat> Joe's. Sam's like in content now, apparently. Um, so if you're going to All-Star Weekend, let us know. Uh, I'm doing well, James. Uh, you know, I'm excited to turn it back on going into the All-Star break. Little homestand, Reds throughout, whether you're just the Reds or the Red Sox, but it's red on the field for the next six days. Uh, and I want to go in, want to go in strong. I don't want to. I don't want Yankees fans, use Yankees fans, going into the All-Star break like, oh, we kind of limped in. We finished, we finished the final 12 games, 7 and, seven and 5. Like, I'm, I'm not dealing with that. What uh, if they do, though? Let's finish off the first half strong. Are Yankee fans allowed to feel that way if they do? Like half, because then it's just going to feed into trade deadline rumors and stuff, which, again, are, are fun and... We'll see what comes out of it, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, let's let's close off this historic first half the way we ought to, Jim. Yeah, I'm confused by the way you're delivering that. Okay, I, I want mean, the Yankees to win. Yes, a lot it, of their games going in, and if break. they don't, you're allowing those emotions for fans to have. It sounds like that's where I'm getting confused. No. No, I do, I don't. I'd rather not deal with those emotions. I'd rather hit the all star break and say we crush the first half. Me too. Because if, if we they don't, if we dribble in, people aren't going to say that, and I don't want that. And I think that's fine. Yeah, but they're allowed to say it because if they do dribble in, then it would not feel good. 
Uh, like half. It depends how the so games Yankees look. And the, it and depends how the games perform. Like it's baseball. They go two and four in the next six games. Oh, then yeah. Then we have a problem. Okay. I but, said seven and five in their last 12. And like Yankee fans will be ornery about that. Yeah. And I'm not dealing with that. Okay. We may have to deal. I'm, I'm a little nervous about uh, these next two series. I do think okay. all-star games looming. I think that a lot of the starting staff, like you said, kind of wants to get to the break. And like... They're just excited to, and um, also I, I, I'm nervous, but I'm putting focus on it because I think finishing strong is really important. I think if you're a team that's just missing the playoffs, like the 2016 Yankees, finishing strong goes into the next year. If you have a lot of returning people, uh, finishing the first half usually leads to a, uh, starting uh, strong. And then you hear players talk about it as well. So I want, I would, I want them to win, but I am, the Red Sox are like gung-ho. Um, and the Reds just swept the race. So they're a little, so I hope the Yankees can, uh, push back with a little gusto as well. And I, I, I mean, that being said, the Rays are super banged up. Um, and that was my whole thing with these upcoming Red Sox games was split at Fenway, take care of business at the stadium. So, uh, and the Yankees sneaky, they're three and four, uh, in their last seven games. So yeah, I think, I think losing the last two in Fenway and the off day, I think that's going to refocus them. And and the Reds are a bad team. I I know they're they're playing better, but uh, they're a bad team. And then the Red Sox in the stadium go strong into the break. I think the Yankees have done enough seven and five instead of um, ten and three to where the deadline is like needed. Like I think they need to make moves at the deadline, right? And I'm happy about that in a way. That's like my spin. Like, I'm happy the Astros kind of tested them. I'm happy I'm, um, I can spin zone it into a good thing. That, like, they got tested a little bit. That the Red Sox kind of highlighted the shallow depth of the bullpen and all that stuff. Because I, they need to make moves. And I'm glad that the sentiment is coming out now in other articles by other people writing about the team that, like, you cannot not make moves now. Like, you have to go all in. Because that's what I was saying from the start. I think it's a lot of people say that, but I'm I'm hoping that the public perception really pushes them forward. I, I mean, think it did last year. I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, I've I've been on the shortstop position from the start of the year, and I I think our answers in house there. I think pitching, like we're about to talk about in sharp sets, uh, you always need can't have enough arms come October. I think that got brought to light more. Outfield is interesting. I know we're going to highlight Hicks in, in a good way that he deserves later on. Um, I'm not sure where the Yankees actually stand on the outfield. That would be the that would be the chips all in move that I would be more than welcome to, and I'm not sure if the Yankees are going to make. Even though that's like the most rumored and talked about move as an outfielder? Sure, but it's the easiest position to trade. Um, and, you know, the guy that's currently mixing up the rumors is... Um, the guy that mixes up rumors. Yeah, I feel like there's been more than just Heyman, but I'm not positive. Did he do the Gallo stuff? I think everyone has a little bit. I mean, it just seems seems like that's just done in New York. It is bullshit that I, like, mute Heyman, but then people, like, other... It's pl- residuals. Like, other places, like, cite they pick MLB. It up. Like, yeah. BBD said before we started, like, they cite MLB, but that's really just Heyman, and it's like... Nothing he says is real. Yeah, like we haven't, we haven't gotten... Until a deal's done. We really haven't gotten yeah, real juice stuff, from, but. obviously, 
you know, the pie, the top of the chart is Curry. Feinstein, Feinstein's good, passing. Feinstein, Hoke, passing. Um, you know, even Joel Sherman. I know Joel gets a little squiggly on us sometimes, but he's he's usually on the pulse. Do you think we'll get to the point where we're, we're Joel Sherman and John Heyman? I like Joel Sherman, actually. Oh, yes. A, a great deal. Like, he's very nice to us. I'm like going full Mad Dog Sherman. Okay. Five to ten months. All right. <laughs> Jim, let's get into the sharp stats, and they're brought to you by something that's not sh- sharp. A spoon. Wow. A magic spoon. Depends what definition of sharp, because I have a magic spoon from Magic Spoon, and it's a sharp spoon. Like, if it was like... It's sh- sharp, like, it was like 1950s. Showing up to, yeah, like, you show, Ooh, up that's to a, sharp. you show up to a wedding, you're like, oh, you look sharp. Like, that's what the spoon is. Why did I have to say 1950s yeah. to look sharp? I it's still, still say a, that. It's still a common term. Popular yeah. term. Yeah. Magic Spoon, Jim. And it says be creative when explaining how Magic Spoon has benefited your life. And I think we just covered that with the suit stuff. But Yeah, I mean, people come over to have soup. And uh, you got any sharp spoons? And I show it. And I said, but this is, I mean, you're not going to eat soup with this spoon. It's for Magic Spoon only. Jim, Magic Spoon has truly innovated and changed the game with sugary cereals. Jim, this is not a lie. You were eating a sugary product just moments ago, and you were like, this is too sugary. I don't like this. I don't want to be eating this. My official review was, if I was seven years old, I think I'd really like this. Jim, what Magic Spoon has basically done is taken that same concept and brought it to you and your home. They've got flavors cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, muffin, maple waffle, honey nut, but everything is zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four to five net grams of carbs, low-carb, keto-friendly, gluten-free, 140 calories a serving. Jim, this has changed both of our lives a little bit. I ate Magic Spoon a lot. I had a ton before our last Talking Yanks episode. A ton. Yeah. 2,000 pounds of Magic Spoon. T-U-N. Oh. A ton. A ton. Mm-hmm. Jim, it's that faint giggle. Magicspoon.com slash Yanks. Uh, go there, use the promo code Yanks at checkout, and you'll save $5 off your order. They send them in a bundle, so pick four of them, and you're going to like them. They have a 100% happiness guarantee, uh, so that's pretty good, people. Magicspoon.com slash Yanks, and use the code Yanks, save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. Thank you. All right, Sharp Stats, let's get into it. Hey, guys, Queen of Stats, and this week I want to talk about pitching in a bad way, unfortunately. Now, most people think that, you know, the most pressing need for the Yankees at the deadline would be another outfield bat and to get rid of Gallo. But I think they actually have a more important need is in the pitching, both starting and relieving. Now, I'm not talking about Saturday. Saturday was one of those just completely rare losses. Um, against the Red Sox in extra innings. It was their first loss this season when leading in the eighth inning or later, and it was also just the second time in the last 25 years that they had lost a game when they led by multiple runs in extra innings. So a rare loss on Saturday, um, that's going to happen. But there's also some more pressing things, some more concerning things for me over the past, you know, so a week, couple weeks. Uh, on Sunday, they allowed a season-high 11 runs, um, they were the only team that hadn't allowed 11 runs in a game entering Sunday, so maybe something broke there. Um, 
The four-game series, they allowed 27 runs to the Red Sox. That's their most in any four-game series, in any four-game span this season. Um, The previous high was 23. And in their last 13 games, a starter has allowed five-plus runs four times. So that's Cole once, Tyone twice, and Monty. And they only did that four times in their first 73 games this season. So it seems like, at least from the starting pitching uh, standpoint, you know, kind of the wheels may be starting to come off a little bit. And then just a couple other things for the bullpen. I noted that rare loss on Saturday. Um, But they do have 12 blown saves uh, this season, which is kind of middle pack of Major League Baseball, so nothing elite. Um, The caveat there is they have none in the ninth inning. They also have allowed 31% of inherited runners to score, which is basically like league average, so nothing elite there. So just a couple of stats there that show that, you know, I think that the Yankees, if they ignore getting a starter and a reliever at the deadline, they could be in some trouble come October. Okay. There you have it. Our first negative sharp stats of the year. Thank you very much to the queen of stats, Katie Sharp, for calling in with that information. The pitching needs to be talked about in a bad way. Jake, that's the update. They've given up a lot of runs lately. They've had a lot of stinkers I think the stat there was in the last 13 games, a starter has allowed five runs or more five times, and it only happened four times in the se- in the whole season up to that. Um, they allowed 27 runs in the four games in Fenway uh, and 12 blown saves. Not in the ninth inning. So extra innings, or we're talking like a blown, like... I think seventh, eighth. Seventh, eighth situation. Yes. Where would you like to start? James, let's start with the starting pitching because uh, I don't think I don't think the band-aid or the bruise here is too bad. I, I think there was some natural regression uh, between JMO and Nestor that was gonna happen. Uh, and the reality is we're we're gonna find out, right? Like we've we've got one week leading up to the all-star game. All-star game, which Nestor Cortez is attending, we believe. He probably is. He deserves to. Um, And then we've got a second half of the season. So uh, we've seen noticeably Nestor Cortez has had to adjust. We saw a couple games where hitters were just sitting open to that inside cutter. Uh, It's kind of the pitch that's revolutionized him as a pitcher. Um, and then he started throwing more four-seamers, and he's still figuring out his full adjustment. J-Mo, uh, it's funny when J-Mo works, you know, we talk about it like, man, this is pretty badass. Like, he's got this kind of full kitchen sink. Like, the, the fastball's nice, and then everything else is funky. He throws six pitches. And then when it's not working, we're kind of like, eh, I don't know, none of J-Mo's other stuff looks that good. So, uh I think he's going to go to the drawing board. He's got one more start against Boston again, which, hey, we talk about momentum heading into the break. If J-Mo could put up a nice one, uh, I think that would be huge for him momentum-wise to start to head into the second half of the season. If not, I think you do a big exhale and you say, all right, dude, like those, those last six, seven weren't you. What do we need to change? What needs to get better? And he showed us he could do that. Uh, last year after he kind of hit that that rock bottom after that Philly start. So, um, 
And then, I mean, if you start going to the next guys too, Cole. Uh, Cole has been Garrett Cole outside of those first three starts. Uh, Monty has kind of been Monty. Um, he's usually really solid, and then there's one meh in there. Um, and Sevy's been good, man. Like, I, I, I'm just circle Sevy for me. I mean, I love Sevy. Like, we didn't, we didn't know how much a part of this season he'd be at all. And he's been, like, good Sevy. Yeah. Excited to see him pitch. I wish he'd get the pitch against Boston, but he's missing both Boston yeah. series. Maybe, maybe that's good in the long run. Nah. Okay. Because they're, like, probably finishing sixth in the division. Oh, my God. Tweet about it. <laughs> Clip it. Tweet it. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the starting pitching. Okay. I mean... I think it's fair to be worried about the starting pitching. I think um, you're going to lose someone to injury because they haven't yet. They haven't. I, it's, I, do you think there's a team that has gone all five starting pitchers pole to pole without losing one for significant injury I think in modern the, baseball? I think the 2016 Cubs are famous for that. Okay, um, but famous for it. Like, it's very, right. very rare. It doesn't happen. Rare. I'm sure there's a few other teams that have something along the lines. So you need to protect for that because right. likeliness and, and numbers are going to tell you someone's going to go. Right. Um, if it's Cole or Savvy, I'm going to be fucking not a little scared. Right. Like, so protect yourself from that. And like a lot of teams in baseball, if they lost their one or two starter. Yeah, this is this yeah. is ba- it's not Yankee specific baseball. talk, just yeah. baseball talk. Like, this protect yourself from that. We haven't had that yet. Um one of these guys is going to fall off a little bit and lose a little trust. That's just the nature of the beast. You don't have five guys that have sub three ERAs or sub three five ERAs the whole season. It's, unless you have a special team. Unless you have a special team. But you can't bank on having a special team. Like if we're talking about protecting ourselves and trade deadline, you have to do like the norm and all that stuff. So I don't know what starters are out there, what they're going to get. I know Castillo. I know Montes. I know the ones that have years attached to them. I know Martin Perez, and if they're just looking for an innings eater uh, that may also be able to jump into the rotation like like uh, Lance Lynn did for them Quintana. when he replaced Sonny Gray. Quintana, there's like that type of pitcher where like, hey, if this is our sixth starter in September, if in August and September, that's great. If we need you to become our four, okay, we, we think you can get to that place. There's pitchers of that, and then there's the really good pitchers. Uh, is there a, a true rental stud? I feel like there's not, right? Um, true rental stud, not really. I mean, let's see. No. No, like a couple months. Is Zach Grinky, like if you considered something like that? No, I don't. I have him in like at Martin this point. Perez is having a great year. Great year, yeah. So yeah. In, yeah. in theory, Zach. But he's not. He's not. He's not Verlander. Of the pedigree. Yeah, he's not Cole. Sabathia not, at the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Syndergaard have, has a has a chance. Hamels. You don't have but. an ace being traded. When Granky went to the Astros in in eighteen or nineteen or whatever that was, that was like oh shit. Yeah. So I got that. Guy. I don't think there is a, an oh shit like they're adding, like Scherzer last year. Like they're adding him to the rotation. That's there's not a guy out there. I guess here's my thing. Castillo and and. And uh, Montes are good, but I'm talking about true rental. Right. Where the price is a little lower. We haven't seen our guy Clark in a while. Clark Schmidt got sent down to get stretched out, I believe. Interested in the numbers. I'll go check. Uh, And also, J.P. Sears has had two good spot stars for us. And Domingo Herman is rehabbing. 
So I guess that's where in my head, starting pitching, you can never have enough of it. It's baseball. You'll find a way to use guys. And then it ties into the rental and the price. Because say we trade for a Jose Quintana. And you talked about, you know, the doomsday scenario if one of our upper-class pitchers go down. I still don't know, like, Jose Quintana or whoever we get isn't going to solve that problem. So our our in-house options just more valuable than basically who we'd get unless we get one of the Castillos or Montes or one of those. Yeah. But you got to get someone because you have those guys. Right. But that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, and maybe this starts spinning us to the relief part of this. The Yankees can use another high leverage reliever. Uh, I love Wandy Peralta more than most people on the planet. Uh, and he's currently our seventh inning guy. Uh, we'll see what happens with Johnny Luizaga coming back. I mean, the fact we're even mentioning Marinaccio in this speech is pretty wild. Clark's last start was four innings in the minors. He threw 52 pitches. So 43 pitches and 52. So, yeah, they're stretching him out. Stretching him out. A little slowly, but yeah. I guess, gun to my head, which we hate doing. Hate doing on this show. If you told me get a potential fourth starter or get a high leverage reliever, I'm going high leverage reliever. Put those hands together. Just, you know, he becomes a high-leverage reliever. Domingo Herman. I'm going reliever as well because it's really shallow. Um, also, these numbers, man. Katie said 31% of inherited runner score, which is mid-level. I've said this a bunch. I'd really like the Yankees to start using their bullpen differently. You in, This season, the Yankees have the fewest amount of relief pitchers that enter a game with bases empty. Out of all 30 teams, the fewest that get a clean inning. It's something we talk about a lot. Well, they yeah. never give their relievers a clean inning. They, You know what? Astros, they have a really good bullpen. They never give their guys inherited runners. They are 30th. 79 times a guy's entered with an uh, inherited runner. For the Yankees, it's 120. So I, I don't really like this that they do it all the time. Oh, right, you're going to get the last out of the inning. You're going to go down, and then you're going to get the next inning. Just give them the clean inning. 31% of the time, I mean, the inherited runner is scoring. That is, like she said, like Katie said, middle of the pack, but I'm going to see if there's any of the, like, the good teams that are worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So let me see. Padres are the worst in the league. They've been good. Yeah, is their bullpen good? Their starters are so good. And defense is good. The Reds, the Mets, the White Sox, the Angels. Mets are good. Mets are good. Their bullpen's not... Well, it might be performing well. I don't like it in a postseason. The Braves. Braves are good. Yeah, they're a good team. That's kind of it. Inherited runner percentage, not there. I thought the other number was shocking because, like, we've talked about how it feels the Yankees never give their relief right. relievers an empty an empty uh, base path to work right. with, and I did not realize they were 30th out of 30 teams in giving their bullpen uh, bases empty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a clear philosophy for them. I, I don't know the roots of the philosophy. I don't know if the philosophy is if you come in, you look good, you get that out, okay, let's – Let's keep the storm going. And then maybe the philosophy on the other side is if you come in with two outs and you don't have your best stuff, you still have a chance to get 
one guy out and your three batters easily? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But the Yankees, uh, we're a couple bobbleheads that talk about them and, and critique them. But they, they're they a well-run franchise. There's a lot of smart people in there. Houston Astros are a very well-run franchise. And this clearly seems like one of the two areas that they differ. Their, their nerds differ and they say, that's how we're going to get the advantage. No more filters on my voice, please. Okay. Uh, anything else? Like get a reliever, get a starter, and I'm interested to see the next time through. That's where I get the same feeling that you do, that like we have Tyone, Nestor, and some pitchers that are like, get me to the break. Let me really clear my head, rethink, retinker, come back with a new second approach. Half. So they all get one more start before yeah. the second half. So let's like finish strong. Finish strong. I guess I am honing in on, on Jamison and, and Nestor's starts before the break. Cole with two starts. Yeah. Not as much Cole. Cole's, right. Cole's, he's Cole. He's Cole. You know what it's going to be. We know which games we're concerned about with him. Yeah. But those guys, I am kind of like, let's finish strong. You had, a, you had a really, really good first half. So I guess well, Nestor did. Uh, we'd, we'd have to look at some of the names more. But if it if it came down to... Clark Schmidt getting spot starts. Clark Schmidt and her Herman, I guess. Are we going to throw him in the mix? What are we doing with him? I think he's going to be uh, reliever. What King was at the beginning of the year? Okay, at least to start out. Yeah, he's going to be long relief, like but can be high leverage long relief. I think. I don't know. That's right. what I would do once he's like sharp. He's stretched out. Um, if they don't make any trades, maybe he gets some spot starts. But I think Sears has deserved any spot start that happens. Yeah, I guess if if there's a stretched out Clark Schmidt and potentially a stretched out Herman, do I want to see them over Jose Quintana? I guess I don't really know. Can Herman? Can Herman? What's Herman's situation? Can Herman get traded? Would anyone t- take him as part of a deal? I think we looked it up, and he does have like an option year remaining too. So. They can send He's missed down. so much think, time. He's got to have. I think it's more of a, yeah, internal philosophical debate for a team. They, um, I think, arm talent wise, I think teams would take a chance on Domingo Herman. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. It was a like genuine, like, right. naive question. Like, oh, I mean, his value is definitely not high. His his numbers last year ended up not looking great. He got injured. He's yeah, he's like uh, quitting baseball every other second on Instagram and shit. Yeah. Last year, they definitely kind of put him in timeout. Yeah. For all the uh, antics. And we heard that from... That is not an, opinion, an opinion of mine. I've heard that from people like, yeah, I think he got put in timeout. It's also circling back a little. We've met, we've alluded to it a lot. The, the guys who have injury histories or haven't pitched this many things are going to need some extra rest throughout. Also easier to trade for a reliever than a starter. Also, they have to worry about the, like, five options rule. Because I think, like, Sears' next send-down will be the third. Oh, yeah. The new rule. Like, Clark, I think they've used two now. Good for that rule. Yeah. I mean, I think if we get there, you know, you, you keep. If we get there, that means we needed Clark or J.P. Sears on the roster. So that means they probably stay on the roster. Well, unless someone's injured, you have to 
Like if JP Sears gets sent down, whenever he gets sent down, yeah. But I'm, so the situation he could be called up twice more, which there's two more months to go. Yeah, but I mean, the, people have been called up and down way more than that. If you like looking for more spot starts, like what did Abreu did eleven last? Yeah, Abreu did eleven. Right. What did like Keel have? I, you just have to be take it of note because say you there's no injury and you're just doing it for a spot start for Sears, right? And then you get to where he only has one left, and now um, Savvy just needs to miss a start, just like a maintenance day, right? Well, you're not going to waste. You're not going to bring Sears up anymore because you can't send him back down because he's yeah. out of options. So now it'd be someone else getting that. So it is something that you have to think about. Yeah. You I, don't want to get to that four, that that only one or two left. Yeah. I mean, I would almost assume whenever Sears goes down next, whoever gets healthiest and comes back, um, or Albert Abreu, or we'll see what happens. But I, I think at this point of the season, you can, we, I think there's enough time and enough bodies between Clark Domingo, I, I think they could navigate that um, they have the options. if they need to. Can I tell you something about Domingo Herman's game so far in the minor leagues? Sure. So he's started four games, uh, A-ball, first in Tampa, then two in double in A, and then one in triple A as they slowly move him up the ladder because they're buying time and all that, and he's getting back to it. 0-6-3 ERA. Granted, this is a major league caliber pitcher pitching against minor leaguers, so that's not my main point. My main point is zero walks over the course of the 14.1 innings and 70% strike rate. That's like the only number I when I pulled it up, I was like, is he throwing strikes? Because that's all I wanted to look at because it kind of goes into mechanics and aggressiveness and confidence a little, and especially against minor leaguers. I didn't expect it to be that good. That's pretty good. You know who's another guy in the minor leagues that we haven't talked about? Who that? Shane Green. How's he doing? His, his stats were ah, but like an ERA in the fours. But he's pitched like 17 innings. Like kind of forgot he was even that down guy. there. They did another uh, minor league free agent signing last week that I don't think we've talked about on on this show. Richard Rodriguez. Right. People were excited about that. It's like MLB numbers have been good. Had some sticky stuff stuff. Yeah, I think he was like the sticky stuff king for relievers. Yeah. Mm. But at minimum, but, I think they needed bodies in AAA, and he has MLB experience. You never know. Get him the next sticky stuff, and in the lab, bada-bing, bada-boom. Guy saved 14 games last year. Shane Green's had, he's all right. MLB experience. Good guy to have down Yankees there. experience. If the Yankees were the okay. Rays All right. or the Blue Jays, I would be saying... I don't like baseball anymore. <laughs> like... Hmm, how do I phrase this? Gotta be careful, because you got... Two-headed sword right now. You already said that thing about the Red Sox being sixth place. If the Yankees were seven games up. Right. I think <clears throat> I'd be like, let's get one trade. And then let's we have some guys in the depth that I, I let's give them a shot as well. Okay. The fact that they're so good. Right. And it really feels like this is a team that can go deep in the playoffs. Right. The way they're built. 
trade for everything you need. Like it, it pushes me over the ledge of like, hmm. I don't care about anyone in the minor leagues. Like, I don't think they should be part of the plans at all. Right. Like if Herman has to be come up and, and he becomes part of the, I think there's a value there. Sears value. Like I, all these guys, I think there's value adding them, but I, I don't think they can be part of the plan. The Yankees are, have had too good of a first half to sit on their hands and be like, we're going to let our minor league depth carry us. Like if there's injuries, we have minor league depth. That's great. Absolutely. But go for it. And that's kind of the sentiment that I'm saying. I'm glad other people are echoing now right. and it's getting put out, pushed out there. Cause I do think last year, I don't think the Yankees make the trades they made unless like it wasn't just so fucking loud about like you didn't trade the last two years and now you have a terrible team and they completely abandoned their thing and they got the lefties and they got the... Yeah, I mean, that's the other side of the argument is that if you had a team that was seven games up, you the team potentially needs more upgrades uh, than where this current team is at. And it, it just, it becomes a really it's interesting... It's more embarrassing to it lose just, it, when you have this good. It just becomes an interesting question of, you know, if you trade for a Jose Quintana, it's, it's what's guaranteed. And in baseball, it's nothing, you know, a heen dog last year. Um, you know, if Quintana comes over, like, is he, does he take a step up? Does he have some Yankees juice or has he been pitching in Pittsburgh all year? And he's a five and a half ERA guy. That's what you don't know. So like you're saying, I mean, you give yourself more of those lottery tickets, Jakey shower talks <laughs> with the lottery tickets. Uh, if you go out and get guys, but that's that's what I don't know, and I I think uh, we'll see where Cash uses his lotto tickets. I was reading one article that phrased it well. I think like this team is so good, like for the deadline, like go make whatever moves to like get you through, like get to make like October focus moves. They don't need like they can f- use their depth to get through the regular season sure but yes exactly like <clears throat> they should be very like is Domingo much focused on on the playoff roster probably not right so he that that's a great way to put it like we're making moves for the playoff roster right i don't want to trade for Heaney just to get by although they may do that like i said but i guess that's the conversation with the starting pitching at least but i guess that's starting pitching itself is kind of different World. Yeah, and take it's, starters and throw them in the bullpen. I've been begging for that in the postseason for a while because right. the Yankees have been bullpen heavy and teams that win usually take a starter and throw them back there. So is is like specifically the article I think was referencing like the bullpen options of guy <clears throat> go get a guy who can lock down the eighth inning. Yes, yes. I guess that's don't, where they my, don't need another Miguel Castro who like yes trust in the sixth inning if it comes. That's to where it, my brain. If it's Jose Quintana or it's a high leverage reliever, high leverage reliever. Yes, I know I, I can use them. One hundred. That's a great way I think for fans to look at any trade. Is like, is this guy going to be on the postseason roster? Right. Because then let's go get like that's what they need. And you can bet on your postseason roster at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends there. <clears throat> Seriously, the app doesn't turn off. You just open it any time of day, uh, especially this summer with fun. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. Uh, some cricket on there. Saw John watching some cricket today. Plus, at the DraftKings Sportsbook right now, they're giving you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. Uh, you can throw down on all the major sports. Baseball, golf, MMA. They got same-game parlays. Download. The DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet 
up to $1,000. That's promo code JOHNBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Bung, bung, bung. Hexy, hexy, hexy. Yeah, and I, I mean, we can almost, uh, Jim, segue, as they say in the biz, uh, because one of the other positions is outfield, and I do think part of the formula has changed there and part of it hasn't. Uh, uh, in the positive way, Aaron Hicks has been awesome, uh, and it deserves to be talked about more. You had your nostalgia light switch go off when Hicksy started going again, and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's been a Yankee for a while. The dudes love him. Uh, when he does play with that intensity, kind of that cocky Hicks, uh, you know, bat flipping the walks, or if he catches one, letting everyone know in the stadium, no. More importantly to us, Jimmy, Aaron Hicks has been balling for a month and a half now. Aaron Hicks last 34 games, 282 batting average, a 393 on base, and an 898 OPS. That's all-star level numbers for a month and a half now. Um, quite literally all-star numbers. Like, not not fluffing. Like, check out some of the dudes in the all-star game. Those, those numbers for Hicks since June 2nd, are better than some all-star players. He's got four stolen bases in that time. The power is there, uh, and that was kind of the biggest question mark after the wrist injury because we've talked about it on here before, how Teixeira had the same thing, a couple other ball players. It's a really tough one to come back on. Uh, he's been great, Jim. Full of vim and vinegar. Ooh. <clears throat> I think it was he's like 20th in on-base percentage in baseball. Or in the AO? I forget. Could see that. Uh, so I, the question about Hicks is, is he a playoff roster guy? As outfield gets, outfield trades can continue to be rumored and talked about in our minds. Is he starting center fielder, starting left fielder, or fourth outfielder? Uh, I guess, where would he be now, and then what trajectory do you think he's on, or like, do you think the Yankees want him to be on when we get there? <clears throat> I think the Yankees will want him as an option to start in a game in the outfield come October. Um, I think they still like his arm. Uh, we saw him on Cork one uh, a month ago now at this point. Uh, his general throws have looked better. You know, that's a big box to check. Jakey Fun Facts always brings this up. 2017, Hicksy played over Jacoby Ellsbury, who had an awesome September <clears throat> because Aaron Hicks could play defense. So it kind of starts there. Uh, Aaron Hicks' other schools are getting on base and hitting homers. So if he's doing that, going into the playoffs, and, you know, this is where, Jim, we've stumbled into a really fun part of the season. My A-Rod hand just came out. That's when you know I'm juiced up. The teams that were potentially playing this postseason becomes really fun for that conversation. Because if we play in Houston, Stanton can play left. If we play Boston, Stanton can play left. If we're, if we're playing in Fenway, is it most valuable to have Judge and Wright? Because they have a massive right field. And Hicks in center. So I think the New York Yankees want Aaron Hicks available to be a starting outfielder if they need him come October. Now, one t tiny wrinkle in this is Matt Carpenter. If he continues to be <laughs> one of the best hitters ever, which he's been since he's joined the Yankees, 
Is left field in Houston in play? I don't know. Is left field in Boston in play? I think so. So he's half an outfield option as of now. I mean, the big bugaboo in this is Joey Gallo, who seems like the writing is on the wall, and he's currently on the outs. Aaron Hicks, and it ties into the Yankees' outfield trade rumors, it seems like he's in. We didn't know if he was going to have this kind of power all year. Like, we thought maybe there was going to be an on-base, more slappy Aaron Hicks. It looks like he has that power in his bat. His numbers on the year are solid now. Uh, and, you know, a 109 OPS plus. Like, that's, that's kind of Aaron Hicks. And if you take out that one putrid month, you can make the numbers look really nice, but we're not going to do that. So, I think the Yankees want Aaron Hicks as a startable option come October. Yeah, what, if, <clears throat> what if they like worked out some sort of platoon? Because I think I think at best, Carpenter is a pinch hit slash like odd platoon bat in the postseason. Like it'll be like, oh, it's a Carpenter start game, like versus a matchup. If he's hitting like <clears throat> this, well, yeah, but I don't think that's gonna carry. Is what I'm saying. Okay, I mean that'd be literally Barry Bonds. Right, but I mean, even if he's a mid-8s OPS, you don't think that's in Matt Carpenter's potential? No, I don't think the defense in the outfield is going to be... We'd have to see really good defense in the corners. Okay, interesting. Because I think they're looking at outfielders right now, and they want to secure up the defense and have a mix. But I mean, you don't think they could even start Matt Carpenter in left field at Fenway or Houston? You just made the point about Hicks. Over else, we're like defense first in the outfield. Right, but defensive subs as well. Like if Carpenter continues to look like a very good version of Matt Carpenter, that's our five, six hitter, lefty bat, then does Aaron Hicks come in to replace him? I, I think that's a viable option for those guys as well. Or like Tilo or something. But I don't know. I just don't think he's going to stay this hot. That would be crazy. Not this the defense hot. Would, defense would have to be like But it doesn't look good. like fluky. He hasn't been tested at all. I mean, and the ball's hit his way. He's Defensively, he hasn't been tested at all. At all, no. But, I mean, if he has an OPS that starts with an 8, sure, I think he's going to be sure. starting we'll come playoffs. We'll revisit it at 100 right. plate appearances. I think he's part of the postseason roster. Like, I'm not doubting that at all. Right. I just don't know. If, I just don't think the trajectory is on he's going to be an everyday starter in the field. You know what I really wish? If I could close, and this is dumb to say. Sure. But it would solve so many problems. If I could wish one thing, you know, like last year we did it a lot. What would you magically change? I'd have Glaber be able to play shortstop. shortstop. Yeah. That was on Brian Cashman's drawing board for a while. <sighs> Dude, it just solves so many problems. Because right now, Stanton kind of has to play the field if you want JD, Glaber, and DJ to get in there. Otherwise, you got to sit JD, Glaber, DJ to give Stanton be the DH. And they're trying to add more people. So I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. But it's just like, fuck, that would fix everything. There's a week where it almost did. Glaber week. That would fix everything. Bummer. Um, yeah, I wonder how that plays out. I'm very interested in it. 
There's rumors that there's latest rumors, and like we said, a lot of them are from Heyman, who just kind of throws shit at the wall at this point in rumor season. But Michael A. Taylor was a name that popped up that I hadn't, uh, we hadn't mentioned on the show. I don't think I think we might have mentioned him briefly. Did we? He was an upcoming free agent center fielder. He's at least been mentioned before. It's been a lot of hat Ben and Tendy, and then his name pops up, and I'm like, oh yeah, that could actually, because then Hicks would play left, he could play center, and Judge could play right. Um. He's having a decent year offensively, too. Like, same as Hicks, basically. Good postseason experience. Yeah. Washington Nationals. Yeah, I mean, he's... And he's a rental. You put him in the box of Benny, Michael A. Taylor. He's, he's a true rental. Ian Happ would be a move year and a half. Um, yeah, would, would definitely... I'm, I think Yankees Nation would be open to any uh, an outfielder to see. Cause especially you talk October. We can currently find a place for that guy. Um, I will say I, I had some fun Hicks splits. Yes. You want some fun Hicks splits? Sure. Aaron Hicks, when he's been playing left field, his numbers are uh, drastically better. Uh, 370 on base, a seven, well, 768 OPS. We'll see if that matters. We know center field can be a tough position to play. Uh, Aaron Hicks, when he swings at the first pitch... Awful. Hmm. A three fifty two OPS. Not his game. Six for 45 when he swings at the first pitch. When he doesn't swing at the first pitch, 264, a 400 on base, a 799 OPS. Even if it's That's 0- 178 at bat. Even if it's 01? It's, he takes the first pitch. Do they... I want to... I wonder if... Uh, that's... I mean... Don't I swing. Told you I had some fun ones. Don't swing, Hex. Um, Seems like he shouldn't swing. Yeah, I mean, even even after going down in 0-1 counts this year, his numbers are still solid. Yeah. So, uh, if you see Aaron Hicks swinging at the first pitch, no, we currently don't like that. Is it puts the first pitch in play? Like that's how baseball references, or is it just swings at it? Basically, or I guess I don't fully know. It says swing swung at first pitch. I think that means, like, the at-bat continues. Results are the ultimate outcome of the at-bat, whether on the first pitch or later. Yeah, so so if he swings and misses, swings and fouls, whatever happens later on. Right. Because sometimes baseball does, just like, this, when they put right. this ball first in play. Pitch, no, it's not that. Uh, so that's something to watch out for. Okay, you want him to take first pitch. Yeah. Don't swing. Um, he swung at the first pitch of an at-bat 46 times. Also, I've got another slightly weird one. Two hits. Okay, another weird split. When the score is tied, no bueno for Aaron Hicks. Someone in the chat said, Ben Benintendi will cost too much. Hap is the realistic option. It's almost the complete opposite. I think they got you. Don't, don't respond to that person. I'm just letting them know. I'm, that's, it's opposite of that, if you're being yeah. sincere. Yeah. World's asking price may be high, but it's just not how the economy works on it. Yeah. Aaron Hicks in tied games. 152 batting average of 530 OPS. 66 at bats. Ahead or behind, almost identical. Doesn't like tie games. So he just doesn't like tie games. 392 on base when behind. 391 when ahead. I put some stock into the taking a pitch, feeling comfortable in the at-bat. Sure. 
that one's a stats that exist but don't matter. But it's funny. Potentially. It's fun. Because the stats are almost identical, which is insane. A 793 OPS ahead, 792 behind. So tie game, Hicks, be nervous about that. And maybe something that can be fun for us, it's a much smaller sample size. Aaron Hicks in the ninth inning this year. 333, 444, a 1.3 OPS, 15 at-bats. Wow. So What if he gets an at-bat in the eighth inning? Uh, eighth, not great. Um, but ninth inning. If you remember late night Lamont Wade. Is he not good in the eighth inning? No. He's not about that. How many at-bats does he have in the ninth inning? Uh, 18 plate appearances, 15 at-bats. Nice, nice. So, just to see. Just something to, just something to put in your back pocket. For Hicksy, as he uh, as he's looked good lately, I will say I I don't think the the center field stuff or left field has anything to do with it either. It was because it was the whole month. Basically, he the month of May he was bad. He played center field, right? And then because he got like a little less time, and then and then Judge liked it out there. They switched. If it was like, you know, through May and through his weak spot and his hot spot. The constant was right. his good games came here and his bad, it, but it's it's clearly broken up to like any anything he did in May. Say he had high socks in May, we would be like was well, bad bad with high socks. No, he was just like going through a terrible stretch. Oh, oh for May, we've yeah. seen position changes affect Yankees. We'll see. In in July, he started of his seven starts. I think six are in center. Yeah, and he's, they're trying and to he's get Judgey trying to get Judgey off his feet. Yeah, well, Judgey has been in a little. Schlied recently. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. It's a tough position to play. Dusty Baker was worried about Judge. Was he? What did he say? I think he had a quote that he was just like, it's a tough position for any person to play all year, something like that. It is. It is true. It's a tough position. Um, Only they get someone who, who can take some of that off his, off his plate. Even if that's not the lineup. Yeah. I think Hicksy will slide back over. Um, and then, yeah, like so if, the, if they want to trade, call Locastro up or trade for someone. Because that's the other thing. You can have someone eat innings in September that's not part of the postseason roster. Right. And that could be like, I think Locastro will be part of the postseason roster, maybe. But he will. You could still have that. And you can still have trades where they trade for someone that's not going to be part of the postseason, but they're just going to eat some innings. If Anduar's still in the organization, mm. September, mix him in. Yeah, get him some left field action. That's a, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the conver, that's going to be the conversation for the next few weeks is what, what internal options are the Yankees okay with? Are they okay with Clark Schmidt getting spot starts in August, September? Are they okay with Anduar playing left field? In August, September? Or who are they going to get? Find out after this. We have an update in the chat. Can you play the passing button? Passing. I want to Google it to see if it's real. Passing. Rort Vet. Scheduled to play with the Hudson Valley Renegades this week. Let's go. His first home MLB rehab assignment. Let's go. Why'd they send him to the Renegades? I mean, they um, 
Because wasn't Wells up a level? Probably just spot there. Well, but he's a major league guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, Domingo, not, like, it's not like Tampa. D- Domingo's jumped around different places. Well, Domingo yeah, traveled up the map. Is he going to replace Higgy? You could probably make it a conversation. Flip him? Flip him? Deadline? Work that? Traded? If you can get... I think they're like... I know we joke around, but he's young and has like a lot of years. There's... This he is looks just, like, like they're only trying to just. This is just them. the start of Ben Rourke. He looks like Gabe Kapler's son. I don't think he's a part of this year. You don't. You don't think so? Like, do you think he'll replace Higgy? That's a genuine question. There's a chance where they do that. I don't think they. I don't. I know. I mean, they'd have to Above burn zero, Higgy. Yeah. So no. No. Not so, without an injury. So you don't think he gets MLB action? Uh, without an injury or September or like. Something I wouldn't even. I don't say think he's part the of the plan not for really. this year. But it's baseball. Dude, so. the, who's the who's the catcher? He's our, he's our third. I mean, we've seen Rob Brantley this year. So Is, who's on the forty man? Do they have a third catcher on the forty man right now? No, uh, but they've done. Brantley like always just accepts his assignment. Yeah, go back off. Because they usually would bring a. I mean, yeah. they only get well, what? Is Rortvet on the forty man? He's on the sixty day IL right now. So no, whenever they activate him from that, I guess he will be. Yeah, he has to be. He played in the majors. Yeah. So then he maybe comes up. I don't know if they they waste a September call up on him to be like a standing. I think he player. can be like. I don't know what the rules are going to be around that exactly, but yeah, all right. I think he's part of future years though. Twenty four years old has all the option years left. Rortvet, update. While we're doing some rumor stuff, I got two more. Okay. One real one that like the chat's gonna be mad at. What is the rumor you can't get a boner? <laughs> That's not it's a not rumor. Funny. I'm not talking. Wasn't trying to be funny. Some people can't, Jake, and that's fine. My son can't. I don't know if that's true. I think babies get. That's the thing. Like, right after birth, I remember reading articles about that. Jake was born full boner. <laughs> That's true. I actually had to break it. Me and my pops were matching. Um, Dad likes births. I'm actually here to talk about premature ejaculation. Oh, I forgot. That's when you're trying to have sex or something of that nature. And mm. it, it kind of comes out before you want. New Zealand beats Ireland. Jim Roman swipes. Mm-hmm. They're clinically proven to help you last longer in bed, and there's no prescription needed. The treatments are safe, effective, used by millions of men with free two-day shipping. Fellas or ladies, if you're dealing with this in your life. A little stocking suffer for your son? Yeah. A little pick-me-up. A little keep-me-up, if you will. Go to Roman. They're the leaders in men's health for this stuff. Go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks today. If approved, you'll get $10 off your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash Yanks. 
if this is something you're dealing with, why don't you actually deal with it? Go to get Roman. They've got solutions. Talk to someone. Slash Yanks. $10 off your first order. Yanks. First order. Wiseaga uh, also transferred from single A to triple A. Be nice to get him back. See what he's got. Sure would. He looks so not great that I'm like still iffy. I'm like, okay, well, was the injury why he wasn't great or was he not great because he wasn't great? Yeah. Or was it? It could just have been a funk. Yeah. Chad has mentioned him before and is he's expiring and close to Jake's heart. David Peralta, theoretically an option. He's the heart of the Diamondbacks organization. Having a good year. Does the glove, does the bat. Sure option, does. option we should mention more of a conversation for a future episode that we just planned for next week. Um, and the other one that I was reading about that could get fun. Giants have another couple bad weeks here. Jock's on a one year. Oh, you're going to say Crawford. Hmm. <laughs> I did. I don't know why. That's where my brain went. Uh, but he's having a bad year They're defensively as well. The shortstop. And I think he just signed a big extension. I, I, that's just where my brain I went. Know. I don't know why. Um, I, know why. I don't think they'll get Jack. I don't they, think so they either. Need, they need someone that can play, like, good defense. Yeah. Jack's kind of a hitter. Yeah. yeah. But, well, swing for the stadium. There's a name swing. I saw an article about that was like, well, the Giants have, like, another bad week. They're selling. Gak, but is Jack a contact guy? Because, like, that's why I do, like, Hap and Ben and Tendy is that they are – like they, um, they both have above average zone contact. I think they have eighty percent or eighty two percent zone contact. Jock right now is two fifty six, three thirty two, eight sixty one OPS. What's the on base? Three thirty two. And uh, he's yeah, uh, he's about league average in both whiff rate and K rate. Played in some big games. He's won the last two World Series. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, if we can make that a storyline, I'm in on it. Yeah. Jock would be a platoon guy. His numbers are still a ton better versus righty. So, do you have Hicks as your lefty guy and Jack Peterson? Giants have to fall out a lot. It guy. needs to be a full bad two weeks, I think. Giants yeah. probably are talking themselves into how to get back in. They're looking at some same pieces to add that we are. I am excited. Really? To see what Peraza can do at short. You ought to know by now. Peraza. Should we bring Joe's in to talk about Kiner? Is he talk? He might be talking right now. I think he's talking right now. And on I'm, the mic. He's the mic over there. He's been going crazy. Feel silly. Some good tweets. Yes, good tweets. I'd like to see Peraza. My friend on Instagram now. Verified Jake. Fish them all out. We exchange messages. What'd you say? No. What'd you say? Uh, Is it a Higgy situation? No, no. I, I knew I, I was coming in soft because I, uh, I didn't want I didn't want a Higgy situation. Let me guess what you said. Something along the lines of uh, uh, "gonna look good in pinstripes" or like "what's up, man? Can't wait to see you in pinstripes." I said, "Big fan, man. Excited to see you in the Bronx soon." Okay. He said, thanks, bro, with the prayer high-five emoji. High-five? You have that as a prayer and high-five emoji. It's like a thing on the internet. That That's what they call it? I think, I think like, emoji. Originally, it was made to be a high-five. It high is five. a high-five, but it... With all the, like, things around it? 
Yeah, like if you type high five. I think you just think that's there because you think of... You're thinking of one person doing yeah. that. Um, it makes sense how it both happened. Both ways. It does. Um, the most bizarre thing that we're in Looney Tunes land, and I know I'm people get upset that I, uh, I keep bringing this up. And I will bring it up. I got okay. promised to continue to bring it up. Um, cause it doesn't make any sense. It's try- like, you know what? I wish that your thought process, whenever you give See that, the loons. whenever you give that to the public, what you were texting Joe's and I is going to be uh, a fun cause it was. Really fun to watch you unwind or unravel on the situation. And Joe's has obviously been going crazy as well. But people are replying about the Kiner stuff, right. defending him, saying he's got a 267 batting average. Yeah. Which has never been a batting average that gets bragged about. Right. Ever. Right. Yet, Great point. No one has ever said that yeah. about a player in a. What are you talking about? He's got two six seven out. Like that's, right. you. It has to be like two eighty or above to use it in that phrase. Right. But we have a lot of Yankees fans and and people that listen to us and consume us like countering with that, and it's blowing me away. Uh, there's twelve shortstops that have reached the minimum that have a higher batting average than that. Yeah. And of of those shortstops. They also have higher on base and higher slugging because he's got a 314 slugging, which is um, lowest of any qualified. No. Okay, there's a couple lower. Taylor Walls. That guy's bad. He's actually not that bad. But, um, so I'm just going to keep harping on this. Plays a good shortstop. Plays a really good shortstop. Um, because you can turn out every episode because the last five minutes until something happens is going to be me saying, what the fuck? How are we still running a oh, stopgap? new segment. Yeah, it's a new segment. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy talks about IKF. Um, and then other people are like, he's a stopgap, bro. Yeah. Like we're in a World Series contending season. Yeah. So the gap is stopped. Right. A stop gap is when you're not contending for a little bit and you're just getting by. Not during a World Series run. So yeah, yeah, agree. The we're there. Gap closed. Let's move on. Um also like you can be a stop gap in that you're not part of like the the long like like three, four, five year plan. And you you can be a stopgap in that sense, and still we want you to be productive on one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. The uh, not mutually exclusive. Oh, second second lowest slugging of any qualified shortstop. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo, your guy. Perdomo. Perdomo, your guy. Um, Young prospect. Um, Jim, but is Perdomo good at defense? Does he make routine plays? I mean, he's very young, and he's working on his game. So it's an investment in our snake's future. Um, People are like, you, like this guy in the chat, like, you guys hate ICAF. It's like, I want a good player at the most important position on the field. That's, like, not 
hate. OPS plus isn't everything, um, but it is one of the more like well-respected general stats. Now it's OPS, but it factors in ballpark stuff. Um, IKFs is 84. That means he's 16% below league average. Again, is what it is. Uh, Joey Gallows is 82. Um, so Total bases, IKF has 81. Gallo has 70. There's a lot of ways to chop it up. Um, and they're like, I, it's a different, it's a different at bat. It's a different at bat. I want contact hitters. DJ right. is a contact hitter this season. Yeah. Benny and Hat, they're contact. Like, I want that. But he doesn't even swing. He just throws his bat at the ball and hits a grounder and then runs really hard. Really hard. I like and, that part. And he doesn't walk at all. If you're a contact hitter, so here's like kind of like a general like guideline for bragging about a contact hitter. They got to have a 280 average or above. And they got to be consistent. He slumps the same way Stanton does, which is like normal for power hitters to go on huge ebbs and flows. Because when they're good, they carry the team. Yeah. When Kiner's good, which has been two stretches, he, he gets 10 singles in, in eight games. So I that's end segment. It will happen until something changes at shortstop because or he gets drastically better on both sides of the ball. But it's crazy. It's a different look is a fun thing to, to have in there when he's producing at all. But it can't be all you got. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the people know. Jake texted. He said Yankees have one glaring weak spot on offense and one glaring weak spot on defense. And Joe's responded, and it's the same dude. And I laughed really hard. Luis Guillorme on the Mets. Hitting 309. Just slapping it around. Four career homers. Luis Guillorme. That's a guy who's being a good contact hitter this year. I'm a Peraza guy since the beginning of the year. You're friends with him. We're now friends. Yeah. But just like in general, like 275 maybe, 280, yes, are the batting averages where you can start like using them in an, in an argument. Yeah. If you want to argue that he's been acceptable. And Toe that- had like a 300 batting average and people were still like, yeah, but he doesn't do shit else but singles. Get him out of here. And he had 300. Need some toe. I think some people like toe. Need some toe. At least there. Well, he was a bench player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was better. Don't, don't, I don't he, he was better than IKF. <laughs> and he was the util guy. That's, that's the crazy thing that we're at a point now where when they move on from IKF as a starting shortstop, he's off the team because he's not a good bench player. Marwin's better off the bench. So that it, it just it actually makes the decision a little harder for them because it's like they really got to cut bait. I'm going to say this one time because I don't think this should be a recurring segment on the show. So listen up. I'll recur it for five minutes every show. IKF was brought in as a stopgap that was supposed to be caught by Oswald Peraza. The Yankees want Oswald Peraza to be their shortstop with the potential of Volpe catching him in a couple years. The Yankees pass on an all-time shortstop 
class of free agents because they believe in those two young guys. They brought Nikef. They thought he would go from there to a bench roll. Marwin is much better suited for the bench roll. He plays every possession position incredibly. That's not even a shot at IKF. That's a compliment to Marwin. I've never seen someone. I asked Jack Curry that and kind of puzzled him on the live stream. He's like, yeah, the way Marwin plays every position is impressive, including the shortstop position. Brian Cashman is trying to pull off a massive fleece, and I'm sorry for ruining his cover. <laughs> IKF has a 1.3 B war this year. He is trying to trade IKF to another team. Do you know this? To be their young, controllable starting shortstop. And that's, that's what hard. he's trying to do. I don't <clears> know <throat> if it's Luis, Luis Castillo to the Reds, but the Angels, the Colorado Rockies have been looking for a shortstop solution. Brian Cashman is currently shopping a young three-war three war a year shortstop to other teams in baseball and trying to get us our World Series piece. So when Jake went full Charlie Kelly in the mailroom mode, that was his, that's his uh, final his, theory. I don't know do if you know he'll that, be able baby? to do that. <clears throat> I heard him do that yesterday. Okay. I don't know if he'll be I able to do it. I talking about one specific sentence. It would be one no. of his biggest I think you're the first person to say, to think and say that they're trying to trade uh, Kiner right now. <clears throat> I love that you landed there. I don't think, I would love it, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. But it does, it may, it's hard to move on from him unless you trade him or, or, or then you just fuck because you, then you're putting him in a util spot when he's not good there either. Like, what are you going to pinch hit IKF and then just have a three pitch ground out? Hmm. You're going to defensive sub him when he's specifically bad late and close on routine plays. No. So he's not a, he's not a bench player. We haven't gotten to see him at the easier positions. Yeah. Uh, but they also have other guys that play those positions and hit. Tweet from Joe's McFly. Wait, IKF has all three options. Is that true? It is. That's of note as well. Let's guess the lineup really quick. Are they going to play tonight? First question. Rain's in the forecast. I think yeah, all night. Yeah, but it's not like crazy It's rain. like 30%. Gonna play through like the rain. Thirty percent all night. Which like there's just gonna be rain happening. Let's see. Let me get my updated weather forecast. Jake's pulling up his updated weather forecast. Let's see. Fifty percent from five p.m. to nine p.m. I mean, that's an atrocious weather forecast. <laughs> that's the weather forecast right now. What Chance it? it's raining. Fifty percent. What is it? 50% chance of rain from 4 to 9, is that what you said? From 5 to 9. So they'll yeah. play. It might be a late night game. They'll play. But they'll play. Mm. Yeah, Unless both some, teams really point, wanted to, to double dip tomorrow. But it's also the red, so this is your only time to play them. So what's the rest of the weather? They have two more days to work with if it comes to it. Have, have the Yankees been good in doubleheaders this game? I feel like they got swept by the White Sox, then they swept one, and they split one, and then they swept one. So my guess is now they're four, five, and three in doubleheaders. But that, it's not. if I'm right, I deserve some sort oh. of like uh, idiot savant prize. I think they had been doing... It, would, it had all been sweet, them sweeping or splitting until the White Sox won. Don't know how many there were before that. I'm trying to find. Okay, let's see. Jake's also Jake's great quote about IKF, and then we'll move on. Sure. As you said, the Rangers spent $400 million to make sure he didn't play in their infield. <laughs> <laughs> stats. I keep stats. 
Uh, the Yankees' first doubleheader, Texas Rangers, win and loss. Okay. Mm. Loss, loss to the White Sox, win, win to the Angels. Win, win to Cleveland. And that's where we're at. Five and three. Idiot Savant Award goes to me. I know my Yankees baseball. I like them in doubleheaders against teams like the Reds and the Indians because they have, like, depth. Like, they can throw two lineups out there. Um, so, if it gets rained down, they double up tomorrow. I'm fine with it. They've got a doubleheader team this year. All right. Let's guess the lineup. They're facing Graham Ashcraft. Mm. He's a righty pitcher that throws sliders and two-seamers a lot. Um, so, hopefully, Carp is in as the lefty. I would like that. Important to know for people unaware, Graham Ashcraft's been impressive this year. He started off hot. Is he? Has he still been? Uh, I don't, I, I'm not doubting. I just nine total <clears throat> starts. I should know he's popped up on some standout performances on Talking Baseball. His numbers show. have been. They're now solid at a four three five ERA. He was he was off to a juicy start. Now His last start was good against the Mets. Six innings, two earned. Okay. He's really like cutter slider, actually. The sinker's his third pitch. And... Okay. So, lineup guessing time. I mean, they just rested. They, like, they're still doing rest roulette. They did it with the, with the Red Sox. So, and it's coming off an off day. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see... So, someone's going to get double rest here. Right? Mm. Head into the All-Star break, yes. Against the Reds, yes. I love double rest. Jake's a big double rest I'm enthusiast. A big double rest guy. Uh, let's go DJ LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo. I'm just going to put him in before Stanton, Donaldson. That's kind of what they've been doing. Carpenter, that was the last two days, then Hicks, but Glaber's going to be in there, so that might change. How about this? How about Donaldson's your double rest? I have him as with the double rest He guy. played. That's fine. Then he's you... played only third base in July. He played every Red Sox and Pittsburgh game, so six straight. Yep. All right. I got Donaldson as double rest. That means Righty that, Gla- bump. that means Glaber uh, is back in, and then Carpenter's in. Now, do you think Gallo plays or sits? Uh, I think Carpenter has to play. So I think DJ LeMahieu leadoff, playing third base. Judge, um, center field, because they are going to test Carp out in right field at Yankee Stadium, which I don't think they've mm. done. They can DH Stanton then, Glaber at second, Carpenter right field, Hicks left field, Trevino catching, Marwin behind the... Uh, Marwin, short. What are you looking at? The uh, yeah, you should have done. Someone tweeted the. I still, sh- I probably will. The Windhurst doing this. You I should recreate that. Shout out, shout out to Jordan. Us. Yeah, I'm a meme guy. Yeah. <laughs> that video is wild. It's so funny. It's so good. It's incredible. Very interesting. What's going on? Very. <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> Winners is a legend. What do you think about my lineup? I love it. I retweet it. No Gallo posted. Uh, like because because I mean the Gallo getting to play against a rookie righty Reds pitcher at home. Also, you could talk me into them being like, 
if we're going to up his value, if we're going to blah, 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 then we got to get him in. Let's Wasn't see. in the last two lineups. Oh, before, yeah, he's starting tonight. So I yeah. guess he's in. So, okay, so if he starts in right field, does Carpenter sit? He could be in left, too. Does Carpenter sit, then? I think you got to play Carpenter. Would it be Hicksy? He's played a lot of center. So Feels Hicks sits, silly, too? Because it's lefty tomorrow, Luis Castillo Thursday, so they're not going to do that. I mean, I don't, I don't think Gallo plays left field at the stadium anymore. They did it <clears throat> a, a couple times. Since June fourteenth was the last time. June fourteenth, yeah. game sixty-one. Now we're on to game eighty-seven. Um, Has he moved there later in a game? I mean, he was there. He was there in Pittsburgh, which that's like a real outfield. I think it has to do with yeah, New York Bronx Yankees fans. Mm. Clearly, they are very careful about this. We'll see. When he started in uh, left field, it was Judge center field, Stan right field. Because um, yeah. they wanted to get Carpenter in his DH against the Rays. Yeah, you're right. No. Looks like no appearances in lefty. They're not even like a late switch. Yeah, I don't think he... Plays left at the stadium anymore. So maybe he does. He hasn't in, a, in over a, in a, about a month. Yeah, in, a, in about a month. So if he's then that would put him in a right field. They're not going to put Carpenter in left. So that would mean that like uh, Hicks or Judge is sitting. Double rest for Judge coming off a tough stretch and being banged up before the Red Sox series or Hicks. One of the games in Boston. Hicks, he played the last four in center field. He's also an option. So I mean, that feels that feels like some Yankee stuff. Donaldson Hicks run all four games, third base, center field. Yeah, that's gonna Pick be my that's gonna be my official guess then is that um Gallo's in right field. Well no. Then who no, plays left? It would have that would have Gallo in left, but then you need you need Hicks or Judge out there play Stanton and right or have Carpenter DH in or Carpenter and right I don't know if Stan plays right field has Stan played left at home not at home Houston and Fenway yeah fuck then sit Gallo what are we doing I go with my first lineup with Gallo out, although I think he's going to play. But I don't know. I don't know how, how they're going to do that. So Go Yankees. We shall see soon in like two hours. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>